Seinfeld Sewing with Stephanie and Anna Scheller. I'm Anna. And I'm Stephanie. We are a mother-daughter team who are passionate about helping you grow your business with more sales and whatever else you need. You can learn more about us by going to our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash black belt selling. There we post our newest episodes. We give you all kinds of fun information and Lately, we've been asking people to get, give us questions. So if you have any questions about this wonderful mother-daughter team, and I'm the mother, of course, uh, you Which can- Which I know obviously everyone had trouble figuring out because, you know, we clearly- did. We look yeah. like sisters, girlfriend. We exactly. look like sisters. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? I don't have to take this abuse. <laughs> we better get to the show. Anyway- <laughs> go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash black belt selling. We would love to interact with you there. Today, our very special guest is another wonderful speaker from the Grow Retreat in 2020, Larry Levine. Larry, thank you for joining us on Black Belt Selling. You're so welcome. I can already tell me have a blast with you, ladies. So I, I can't wait. Oh, awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I, I, was just, I was just wondering, I thought you guys were just going to go back and forth and I was just going to listen. For <laughs> <laughs> we try not to get that carried away, but we have our moments. <laughs> well, Larry is the international best-selling author of Selling from the Heart. Here it is, which we found out today is the, Yay! here we go, from the heart. Today is the one-year anniversary of the book's publication. Congratulations, Larry. Thank you. I, I, I didn't even know until actually right before this podcast was coming out, I'm getting a little birthday wish from my podcast partner. And I'm like going, it's not my birthday. And he goes, it's the one year anniversary of your book. I go, I forgot. The <laughs> <laughs> way to do it. Just get so caught up in day to day and moving the business forward. All of a sudden you're like a year went by. You know, Crap, that was fast. That was fast. <laughs> exactly. And obviously... Larry co-hosts his own podcast called Selling from the Heart with 30 years in the field experience in the B2B technology space. He knows what it takes to be a successful sales professional. In a world of empty suits, Larry is passionate about helping sales reps getting success by becoming valuable before they become visible. He helps sales teams understand the true value that they bring to the market and then get visible by combining traditional sales techniques with new social selling strategies. I love this quote from Larry's book. It is sales. Uh -oh. <laughs> You're going to like it, Larry. I'm going to find a quote from his book too. It could be the one that he wrote down on the front I, I here. Can, I can already tell this, this is going to be good. <laughs> Well, selling is not just about um, information, it's about entertainment. <laughs> Everything is entertainment. All right. Finish okay, the quote. Sorry. Getting to the quote. Oh, Stephanie, you keep interrupting me. What am I going to do with you? Sales is the art of the give and the art of the help. A servant's mindset is at the forefront of a selling from the heart professional. One becomes a servant by learning how to give of one's self. And I thought that was an excellent way to begin our conversation with you, Larry. Thank you again for joining us. No, you're welcome. And, and I'm glad you used that quote because actually yesterday 
I posted a video around this because I'm an active Kiwanian in the in the community where I live, and I'll be, I'll be involved with Kiwanis about ten years in a couple months, and I and I t- and I tell people this all the time: if you want to understand what it means to lead and sell with the heart, you have to be able to give with the heart. And the best way to do it is get involved in your community. And, and, and it, Kiwanis may not be right for you. Rotary may not be right for you. But get involved with some community service organization. Because when you learn to give of yourself, then good things start to happen. You meet like-minded people. You learn, I mean, you, you really learn to understand what's it mean to really give of yourself and in turn, watch what starts to happen, the people that you start to meet, the doors that start to open. And that's been the best thing that's probably ever happened to me is getting involved in the community and really understanding that and how it really helps you in your sales career. I think that's cool. You know, we, we did an interview with uh, Cindy Ashton as well. And she, one of our other speakers, um, she's actually a classically trained opera singer. And so we have your, you think we're fun, but you're gonna have a blast at the grow retreat. Right. Um, but she was talking about the same thing. She was like, you know, it's not about push energy in sales, right? It's not about pushing people. It's about pull. It's about creating an environment that brings people to you, but you can't, I remember this TED talk where this guy was, he was like, you can't, you don't get the, um, the benefits of helping if you're doing the helping for the benefits, right? Yeah. They did all these studies, right? And they found that you get all these really, all these hormones released in the system when you help for the sake of helping. But when you show up for the hormones, they don't release into the system. And I thought, I don't know how I got distracted there, but I felt like it applied. Well, no, it, but, yes. but it's, and it's interesting because if you ask, ask any salesperson, right? Ask any sales team. And if they're going to be completely honest with you and you ask them, why are you in sales? Why did you get into sales? I'm going to say, well, and I don't know what the exact, yeah, you're exactly right. I don't know what the exact number is, but I know it's well past 80%. Most are going to say, I got into this because of the money. And that's mm-hmm. fine. I get it, right? That's a yeah. byproduct of what you do. But I always, you know, I always like coming up with these one isms, right? And it's not, it's not to disrespect anyone, but I said in sales, when you lead with dollars, when you lead with the dollar sign, watch what starts to happen. But when you lead with the heart, watch what starts to happen with the dollars going into your wallet. Mm. You know, it is so, so true. Um, confession time here. When I started my housing business, to be honest, when I started my corporate housing business, it was, we looked at corporate housing because it was more lucrative. It was a better fit. The more more I got into what I was doing and realized what a service I was providing and the more I got into it, I got away from being always intent on the money and I began to see a lot more benefits coming, not just to me and my clients, but to the community at large. And so our whole focus now is we're a hospitality business and we focus on service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The money is coming. I mean, it's just amazing. But my focus isn't on getting the money out of their pockets anymore. Right. My focus is on how do I serve my customer best? And so, yeah, this is, this is uh, awesome. But um, before we get, did you have something to ask? I, I was going to ask, I was going to ask a question. Um, yeah. So this is obviously a very different approach, selling from the heart, coming at sales from a heart perspective. I think it's common among the ultra high performing sales teams, right? The, the sales reps who are at the top of their game come in, but 
most sales reps don't. This is why the average income for sales reps is under, you know, six figures, whereas there's people out there making high six and seven figures in commission. You started in copier sales, so it's not exactly like you started in an industry that was, you know, rank with selling from the heart. How did you land on this? How did you get to this is the differentiator? You know, it's, wow. I, I, I always tell people you have your aha moments, right? You get that, you get slapped by somebody that just says, you know what, you got to change and you got to change fast. <laughs> and I remember this goes back probably 20 something years ago. I, I know it's at least that long you, ago. You don't look that old, Larry. Yeah, I'm not. I'm only 30, so. Right, right. This but, is uh, the, this is integrity, boys and girls. Come on. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's confession. I'm 54, so I'm, I'll lay out there. Uh, I got you all beat. But, but it was it was about 20 years ago, and I was I had a dream account that I wanted to land, and it had been on my target list for a while, and I kept getting pitched to shut out. Right, you can tell I'm a big baseball fan, and the CFO kept saying no, no, right, and it took years for me to crack this account. So finally, it's that opportunity. I get that opportunity to walk into his office and start sharing how I could help. And I'm about halfway through, not even halfway through the meeting, and the CFO stops me dead in my tracks. And I'll never forget this. He goes, stop, over, let's, let's get to the point. I've already talked to two of you people already, and you've walked, talked, and acted just like the last two salespeople they came in here and I go, uh Oh, game over. Right. Mentally I'm going game over. And I, and I close, I literally, I closed my book, my little notebook and I had about one butt cheek off the chair <laughs> and I go, Hey, you know what? I can turn this into a life lesson. And I sat back down and I asked the CFO, why, why did you say what you said? And he goes, it's, you came in here, right? You're dressed nice, right? You're confident. I can tell that, but you never asked about me. You never asked about my issues. You went right into, you know, asking can set of questions and so forth. The same set of questions with a different twist on it than the other two salespeople. And I just had enough and I kind of called you out on the carpet on it. And I said, well, what would you do if you were me? And for 45 minutes, I never said a word. I took three pages of notes but it was the best life lesson that I ever got. And I go, wow. I am never going to do this again. And if I'm going to succeed in sales, and I was already the top of, you know, at my organization, I was the top salesperson, but I said, you know what? I love eating critique and vulnerability for breakfast. So I just, I just laid it out on the line and, and he just gave me a really great life lesson that I said, it will never happen again. And it was that turning point. And I was in my mid, you know, I was in my early thirties. Wow. And from that point on, I said, I'm going to make it about the other person. I'm going to do the complete opposite of what everybody in sales is doing right now. And I learned just, and I committed and I just went on a journey to say, you know what? It's all about them. And then I took it one step mm -hmm. farther and I had clients at the time. I interviewed my clients and I asked them, what do you like and don't like about salespeople that are calling on you? And it was at that point in time that I go, you know what? Your best source of help is going to come right from your clients. And yeah. the, my clients and that moment turned me into where I'm at today. Wow. That's, so I have to ask, did you get the deal? I got the deal. So oh the, my God. I got the deal and then they became a really good client of mine. And still to this day, 
we laugh over that story because the CFO is still at that organization and he lives in the same city I live in and he's still in my phone and every now and then we laugh and we talk about it because there's still a client of where I used to work and that story's been told 10 times over. Wow. That, you know, but that is huge. First of all, this is why I try and remind myself when I see someone using really terrible sales tactics to try and come at this, Hey, can, can I help you? Like try and find a way because if that guy had never said anything, I mean, you wouldn't, be here today this would never have happened right no that would have never happened and i would have continued doing the things that i was doing because you know it was working yeah, yeah. but it wasn't until that moment that i that that happened that i go okay now look what's happened since because I, I always say that you know top salespeople always have egos right they always they always think they're they're the best but when I'm working with sales teams, you can always spot them because they sit in the back of the room, their arms are folded, they're whispering in somebody's ear. I could, you can sense it, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Texting now. And, they're all texting now. Right. And, and, I, and I call it stink eye or they're, or they're whispering in somebody's ear. It's usually the VP of sales, right? Yeah. Like, why am I here? Exit stage left. I got a call, things like that. Yeah. But at a, at a break or something like that, I will pull them aside and say, hey, you know what? I get who you are. I've been there. I've done that. I've been sitting in rooms. I know what you're going through, but you can agree that you can become better than you are right now. And inevitably always, everyone's going to say yes, because it's one-on-one. -on -one. You've called them out on the carpet, game over. And I'll right. just say, listen, at the end of the day, if you haven't learned anything, if you haven't grabbed one thing from me, then call me out and tell me I'm full of crap. Mm -hmm. But we can all agree we can get better. Right. And, that, and that's the issue that I see with top salespeople. They're left alone, right? They've gotten to where they're at. Mm -hmm. And because of certain traits, certain skills and all that, but they can all get better. And right. we, don't push, we don't push and poke and prod and coach and nurture top salespeople. Well, and they're, they tend to be prickly, like you pointed out. And so a lot of times we just kind of... Not gonna, I'm not going to push this envelope because, and I know because that was, I mean, I was, I was, I bounced back and forth being the number one, number two sales rep for the number one division in the country. I was great. And, you know, I, so I've been there and they're hard to get, they're hard to get through to. And so they tend to be left alone. And unfortunately they have the most potential to drastically grow and impact everyone else in their organization because everyone's looking up to them. Yeah. So yeah, I love that you call them out on it. I love that you call them out on the carpet. Well, well, it's interesting. And I, I want to throw a hard angle in on this because this is where I, this is where I see the human aspect coming into this is we don't push these people, but if you can get to the heart of what matters, they mm -hmm. deep down inside, they all want to grow. They all, yep. they want to be challenged. We do. Um, they really sincerely do. I see it. And that's why I'm really concerned with where top sales professionals are right now because they're left alone and no one challenges them for whatever reason, right? Everybody has a reason why they don't challenge these people. But if you, if you, if you come at it from the human aspect, 
and you get to the heart and you show you care as a leader and you're there to help, watch what starts to happen. It's the same way on how salespeople take care of their current customers. It's no different. If you show that you care, you get to the heart of what matters. That becomes the human thing and people let their guard down. They go, oh, finally, I got somebody that I can relate to that mm -hmm. understands me, that cares. Mm. Now, one of the things that actually you were recommended to us, Larry, over this particular concept. So kudos to Mark Hunter, Mark, the sales hunter, great friend. And um, actually, he's the one that gave us your name. But Mark said, you got to get Larry to talk about the empty, empty suit. <laughs> somehow so I knew. I, somehow I knew it was going <laughs> We don't want you to give too much away because we want people to come see you and <laughs> yes. see the empty suit. But, but how did you come about with this idea of the empty suit? Um, it was one of these wacky things that I was just as I was selling from the heart. It was one of those things that I started blogging about um, just empty people, right? Just people that are fake and insincere and all that. And one day it was, it was, it's chapter 10 of selling from the heart, which is the last chapter. It's a favorite chapter of my whole book. I just laughed my backside off right in the last chapter of the book. I did it for a reason that there's so many fakes. There's so many insincere people. There's so many empty promises, broken dreams. And I saw it in the sales channel that I was at and the sales teams that, that, that I was on. I said, you know what? And, and I actually learned this from Mark Hunter you know, cause I studied Mark and, and his videos and what he was doing and certain things that he really hit home on. And I said, you know what? I got to end the book in, in a great way. And I go, I just called him out. I just called salespeople out on the carpet and said, you're just nothing but a bunch of empty suits. And it was, you know, people who don't educate, they don't engage, you know, it's the mm -hmm. stereotypical, you know, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross type person. Right. And mm -hmm. you can, and I always say, you know, you can smell sincerity, real quick. You can smell insincerity just as fast and yeah. people can smell an empty suit, right? They've all, we've all been there. I mean, they're dressed nice and all that, but they're not bringing any substance. They're not bringing any goods to their customers and their prospects. Yeah. And I'm not disrespecting the sales profession because I'm a sales nerd, but right. what I'm saying is, you know what, we can all do better. And empty suit is just a perfect way, you know, if a picture speaks a thousand words, then just having an empty suit sitting there, people start going, ah, and I know this is stuck because I get pictures from all over the world sent to me of people posting pictures of empty suits. And I go, I'm onto something. In fact, when I was, when I was speaking at Outbound this past spring, Mark Hunter and I were, were walking back from dinner one night and he goes, Larry, he goes, when you get up there and speak, you got to promise me you got to do something. He goes, you got to prop an empty suit up there. And that's kind of how the empty suit came to life. Thanks to Mark Hunter is I put an empty suit there. People were posting pictures with their head behind the empty suit. It just went <laughs> gangbusters. I feel oh. like that's a little backwards on the whole idea, right? Like don't be an empty suit. Perfect. <laughs> but it but it drives a point across yeah, yeah you know what we we're lacking educating our current customers and our prospects we're lacking true engagement with them and yeah. you know not like this podcast but there's you know they're not bringing any excitement to yeah. the customers they're not there's no pizzazz and people feed yeah. off of that 
And when you're just going through the motions, you're going to get called out on the carpet. It may not happen right there, but you're going to get mentally called out on the carpet. Well, the reality is you start losing sales and those are the sales that you don't know why you lost because what happens is your prospect, something in their gut doesn't vibe. And so they start making excuses because they're like, yeah, I don't want to buy this from this person. I don't know why. So I got to talk to my spouse. Yeah. I need to think about it. We're going to get more research. We'll get back to you, right? I'll call you. Don't call me. And so those are the, that's, that's what ends up happening because people, they don't understand why they don't, why they're not comfortable making the purchase. So they just make up excuses. Mm-hmm. And that I think is on the sales professional to recognize when they're creating that discomfort. And, you know, I can sit here and I'm like, I can think back to so many sales conversations I've had where I lived and breathed every one of these mistakes. I think, I think every salesperson can once they start to learn it though. Yeah. I think, I think, I think everybody has. Yeah. Everybody at a certain point in time. And I always, and I, and, and this is just me. I'm not an overly complicated guy. It, it just, I'm just the most simple person. And I always say, you know, if you can't do the little things right, you can't do the big things right. And I think in sales, we've overcomplicated sales to the point where some people just get confused. And, and this is where I really started keying in on this. Um, I always say, if, if you can't open the relationship right, if you can't open the first part of the sales journey, the buyer's journey, however you want to call it, if you can't do that correctly, then how can you move things through the process correctly? And how can you even get to a close correctly? So that's why I'm hypercritical and I was always hyper-focused on how well I presented myself and how well I opened the start of that relationship. Because if that gets screwed up, then all the other stuff starts to get screwed up and then the hard closes come in and all that. And I was never a hard closer. Right. I, it was just, to me, it was just a natural byproduct of doing a great job throughout the whole journey. And that's what people, mm-hmm. that's what people don't focus enough on is if you can't open correctly, you'll never close correctly. Good point. Good point. Well, there's just so much more to this conversation that we're going to be having during Grow 2020. But if people want to, well, we'll, we'll talk about the Grow Retreat in a second. People want to get in touch with you, Larry. What's the best way for them to do that? Oh, wow. Uh, they, can, they can find me all over LinkedIn. So it's, li- it's linkedin.com backslash in backslash and then just enter in Larry Levine 1992. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. So I'm all over that. Thanks to Mark Hunter. He shamed me into getting- Gonna say finally on Facebook. <laughs> I'm finally on Facebook and now all my friends are going, now I see what you've been doing on LinkedIn because I'm doing the same thing on Facebook. Uh, mm-hmm. You can find, you know, everything about selling from the heart at sellingfromtheheart.net. And then I podcast every week, selling from the heart as well. Awesome. Well, very cool. Well, so you are joining us at the Grow Retreat. You've been kind of our secret. We've held back. Haven't really, haven't really Uh-oh. done a whole time. I know we've been, we've been, uh, we've been hiding you and now it's, it's out. You're, you're our closing keynote on day one. It's your good or bad that you kept it a secret. So I don't know. <laughs> What's that whole empty suit thing? Right. <laughs> um, we are super excited to have you join us. We we work really hard to make sure. Thank, thank you. Thank you for putting that one up. Giving like lots of lots of time here. Um, but we we do. We work really careful, very hard to make sure that the speakers we bring in 
you know, we want it to be this fun, engaging atmosphere because we interview all the attendees too. And I tell everyone, I'm like, look, it's basically like the biggest, funnest party because there, it's a hundred of my friends coming and hanging out. They, they get along with me. They're going to get along with you. And I want the speakers to be the same. And I feel like you, you vibe right in there. So I'm really excited to have you join us. No, I, I, I can't wait. I, I like the format of what you've done with Grow. Yeah. Uh, where, where you've kept it intimate and so forth, because when it, when it comes too big, right, you lose that sense of everyone's there for, it, for that reason. And yeah. when you keep it to that small group that you have, everybody's there that's going to learn something that's there because they want to grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be spectacular. And they're all, and they're all at the level where they're, they're willing to put in the work, right? They understand growth doesn't happen by accident and it's not going to happen by just showing up to a two day event. And I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be spectacular. I'm looking uh, forward to it. It's going to be fun stuff. I know it's going to be, so, I'm so excited. We've been, we are touring venues and, everything's starting to become real now. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this retreat is actually happening again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For our listeners who are interested in checking it out, you can go to www.thegrowretreat.com. Check that out. See, here's the thing. The retreat is not for everybody. And we're very well aware of that. So we've done a great job designing the website to give you a pretty good feel for what is involved, right? It's an exclusive, intimate, you have to be invited to attend. And Here's the, if you don't have an invitation, what you can do is you can go to the website and apply for an interview and we'll do an interview. And at the end of the interview, either me or my staff, whoever does the interview will, will determine, Hey, you know what? This is great. We'll extend the invitation or we can connect you to some other places if, because for us, it's important. This is the right place for you to be because we want every person in the room as excited to be there as we are. Um, we have a huge lineup. We've got Larry, we've got Mike McCallowitz, we've got Dean McFlicker, um, Funny thing about Dean, few people know his name. Everybody knows the shows he's on, The Voice, uh, The Biggest Loser, uh, Chicago PD, Law & Order, SVU, like crazy big shows. These are the guys we're bringing in with Larry to actually talk to you about your business. So I want to encourage you guys to check that out. It's going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal today event in January. Thanks. Did you have anything you want to close out, Anna? No, because you usually close us out, dear. All right, well, then I will close us out. <laughs> So I want to thank you guys for taking uh, time to join us today. We always have a blast with these interviews. Um, clearly, we uh, get along great. Um, some days better than others. Most days, most days, most days. Um, my sister over there. You know, sisters, we have to fight. Um, yes. <laughs> I do want to thank you guys for taking time out of your day to join us. Hope you got some great nuggets. I know I did. I love listening to this stuff because it reminds me the heart of why selling works or doesn't work. And it takes me back because it's easy to get caught up in what everyone else is doing. So for those of you out there, go out there. This is black belt selling. It's all about making it your best life because it doesn't happen by accident. But if you go out there and intentionally focus on what you want to happen, you can make some pretty incredible stuff happen. So go make it a great week. <laughs>